To Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back from Halloween. Voidtober is over. So I hope you guys had a great Halloween night and uh, had all the candies and funs. And hopefully uh, your house didn't get TP'd and shit on or something. Or maybe you went out and stepped on a bag, thought it was on fire, and your house was going to catch fire. <laughs> and then you like stepped on it and it was a bag of poop. <laughs> so hopefully that didn't happen to you guys. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we are back to do a new episode. We figured, hey, you know, Halloween's over. We might as well try out some stuff that we've been missing that we haven't been able to watch on the podcast or do on the YouTube reviews. So we watched Old from this year that just came out from M. Night Shyamalan and Don't Breathe 2 from this year. From this year, yeah. So we got two movies that just came out this year that we didn't get a chance to see that are kind of horror adjacent. They're not exactly horror movies. But they have an extra element in there that's a little bit darker, I guess. You know, I mean, don't don't breathe is always kind of dark anyway. Just the story alone was pretty fucked up, right? So, but but part two and it gets a little darker. But we got some thoughts to tell you guys about that. Also, just to let you know, our merch store is going to be closed down in the next couple of weeks. So you want to get everything you can out of there before it's too late because we're going to only be selling single items from here on out. Um, you know, once every two weeks or something like that push like a single shirts cups yeah like hey this week we're selling stickers help (laughs) us out you know pillows so yeah if you want to help out the podcast keep us around and keep us doing episodes that's one way to help out uh or just sharing this episode and uh, letting people know about our merch too that also helps as well (laughs) (laughs) also guys terry done fucked the fuck up he didn't check his email so that means we're gonna draw another winner let's do it and the winner is you got it right here. I'm scrolling. Just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. We have Juanita Alexander. Congratulations. We sent you out an email just now because of the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, if you don't get back to us by Wednesday, well, we're just going to draw another winner. We're just going to keep drawing winners and uh, we'll, we'll keep emailing winners until they actually <laughs> check your fucking email. No, keep it in there. It's really funny. I mean, goddamn, motherfuckers. Check your goddamn emails. I don't know if it's like getting caught up in spam or something. It should. No, no, no. It shouldn't get caught up in spam because. 
if unless they unsubscribe and I get notifications if they put it in spam or not. So oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, there's free shit on the way. We want to send it out. We don't want to wait until next year, guys. So hopefully one of you answers your fucking emails. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations, Juanita Alexander. So hopefully you live in the States here because it doesn't say. And if you're not, then uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll just not hear back from you. <laughs> and we'll go ahead and draw another winner. All right. Anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah so christina how you been doing what's going on with you nothing much what's going on with you did you enjoy your halloween that we haven't been able to celebrate yet because this is technically the day before halloween i'm gonna guess yes it'll be fine for us it is <laughs> we were probably um, do you think this is gonna be the big year for people to show up and uh suits and stuff no kids sunday so you're saying no we're not gonna get as many kids yes I think we're going to get the most that we've got. Well, then we'll have to turn off the lights. Yeah. <laughs> get out. I only have one bag of candy. Okay, bitches. Yeah. She's been eating it all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, things have been pretty good here. We've been watching uh, as many things as we possibly can. We're going to be gearing up for the end of the year thing soon, which means that we're going to be basically watching as many movies as we possibly can. Um, I think I'm going to be having on the guest of Dawn of the Discs again um so oh to talk about the year to do his picks yeah because that's probably a good idea yeah because you're not able to watch as much as i am i'm not as good as it is you it has nothing to do with quality it's the fact that you don't watch enough movies to have an opinion right (laughs) right you're not you know what i mean like you have an opinion a good opinion but i don't get to hear it because you haven't watched all the movies this year right so i've watched way more you've probably watched what like five (laughs) Including these two. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, that's not true. You've watched a lot of stuff this year. It's just not as much as I have. Right. So, but... So we're gearing up for that, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. We're just just about to wind down. There's a couple more movies this year that I need to watch that I hope I catch before. I think I might take off the last week of December, so it'll be like the very last week, right? And then the very first week, and then we come back with the yeah top with 10. with the top ten, yeah. But I've got like fuck, dude, guys, I gotta get my fucking teeth clean. I am not looking good forward to this. <laughs> they they go in there and they're gonna numb up my entire gums because it's gonna hurt so bad, and and then they're going to clean underneath my gums for two days, by the way, back to back. Actually, I get a break. I think I get a day in between. And then I go back and then they're going to clean them again. And I'm not looking forward to the shit at all. Mm. <laughs> so uh, that'll be my Christmas fucking, you know, happy, happy <laughs> fucking Christmas. Plus, it'll cost us money, too, which is like not not exactly something we're looking forward to either. But no. supposedly this guy's like the best in the business, supposedly. Like he's got awards all over the wall, like from like all of these magazines and stuff. Like legitimately, he's famous mm-hmm. for doing teeth cleaning. So nice. Uh, I mean, that gives me some solace. But I just being right. at the dentist is not cool, man. Yeah. It sucks, dude. I hated every second of it. And I, I am not. looking. I know. Up. I actually switched my dental insurance for next year so i can go see this dentist (laughs) you know what we need to do for maybe for christmas is do some the dentist one and two (laughs) get me all fucking geared up for for your (laughs) dental work (laughs) dude that movie is terrifying they like saw their teeth off and stuff Uh uh-huh like with the fucking buzzsaw thingy it's like 
<laughs> anyway, guys, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. All right, so Christina came up with a, a pretty cool shot, I think. It makes sense. It's called an old beach. An old beach. O-L apostrophe beach. Yeah. An old beach. <laughs> <laughs> and I used a half a Malibu rum, because, you know, it's the beach. And then a quarter of 99 pineapple and peaches. Yeah. Quarter each. So, well, you made a third each. Pretty yeah, much. third each. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't bath. <laughs> so uh, it smells good. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking it was good. She wanted to put fucking. What did you want to put in the rumchata? She wants to put rumchata and everything. I'm like Christina. Rumchata does not go with fruit. What? <laughs> Whatever. Okay, let's do this. I don't do even want to smell it. I just. I don't. I hate smell suntan it. lotion smell, and that's what fucking it's Malibu rum. It's Malibu the, rum is suntan it's lotion. The beach. It is suntan lotion. They even put in a bottle that looks like suntan lotion. <laughs> they do, don't they? It's disgusting. I fucking hate it. Okay, let's go. So I'm hoping that the fucking flavors kick in. <laughs> Probably not because I didn't put enough in it. Dear God, please. <laughs> okay. All right. It's better. Better than normal. That's gross. It tastes good. I actually think it tastes good. And I fucking hate Malibu rum. It burns. Oh, it burns my tongue. What? It's like the weakest. I know. I don't know. I'm weak. <laughs> anyway, yeah, actually, I don't mind that. The peaches actually go well with it. Yeah, the peaches do go The peaches go and good pineapple was a pretty good choice there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go down to the old beach, <laughs> if you want to turn into an old beach, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of family dramas. <laughs> Dark family dramas? I don't know. <laughs> of Don't Breathe 2 from 2021 and Old from 2021. Right. All right, guys. So Christina's going to kick it off for us first with Don't Breathe 2 from what year, Christina? Is it this year? 2021. Let's you say know, it five more times. The future. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. The blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl who lost her parents in a house fire. Their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to rescue her. Hmm. That was, just so you guys know, that was the best synopsis I could find. There was many of them, and a lot of them I thought were very inaccurate. This one's even kind of inaccurate, because mm. it says an isolated cabin. Gotcha. I'm like, what? Anyway. Okay. All right. This was directed by Rodo Siagas. Um, this was the only movie he has directed, because he's mostly a producer and writer. He did write this, help write the screenplay for Evil Dead 2013. Mm. And, you know, the first Don't Breathe 
you know, and this movie. Yeah, wrote. like they're known for writing together mostly. Right, because the other writer. Well, Fede Alvarez is the one that did that, and he also did Evil Dead. And right, he directed. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first Don't Breathe and Evil mm-hmm. Dead, but yeah, it lo- they he also directed uh, Girl in the Spider's Web, which is a pretty big movie. Right. Okay. All right. This movie stars Stephen Lang, mm-hmm. who plays the blind man. He was in VFW. He actually has a name. It's like Norman Nor something or another. I can't remember. But yeah, anyway. I, I don't even remember them saying it. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, he was in VFW, The Monkey's Paw, Conan the Barbarian from 2011, Avatar, which I still haven't seen. And the new Avatars, which we no one's seen. Right. And uh, he was also in Tombstone, which I have seen. I love that movie. Yeah, he's a seasoned actor. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, also starring as the little girl, Madeline Grace. Uh, she was in Z Nation, Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And Bumped from 2015. Okay. You know, young and upcoming. Uh, also starring Brendan Sexton III, who plays Raylan. Mm-hmm. Creepy dude. Uh, he started out in Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, then he was in Empire Records. And he did Russian Dollhouse as well, which is weird. How many, how many Dollhouses? And he was in Session 9. Yeah. And three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. He's a creepy fucker in this movie, dude. Yeah. Fiona O'Shaughnessy, who plays the mother, she was in um, Gretel and Hansel from 2020. She was in Nina Forever. Oh, yeah, I remember her in that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She was in Utopia, and she was also in Warlock 3, The (laughs) End of Innocence. Yeah, which nobody remembers. (laughs) We also have Adam Young, who plays Jim Bob, who is in movies like Sex Education, EastEnders TV show. And more. We also have Rocky Williams, who plays Duke. He was in Wrath of Man, which is kind of new. Angel Has Fallen, the third in the uh, series there. Alienist and more. And Christian Zagia, who plays Raul in this uh, picture, who was also in the first Don't Breathe, believe it or not, as uh, Raul. And the girl in the spider web, as well as Oscuro Silenceo. The budget for this movie was $15 million. Wow. Yeah. And what did you think? Um. Well... Everyone's favorite murdering blind man is back, you know, and he's got a kid, (laughs) which is weird, you know, like when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, what in the fuck are they doing in this sequel? Right. Like is how disgusting he was in the first fucking movie, which women everywhere were like, just like hair on the end of the fucking thing kind of. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to spoil it if you if you guys haven't seen it. But let's just say, if you haven't watched the Don't Breathe 2, you probably shouldn't listen to this at all. Right. But he was a dirty fuck in that fucking movie, and he did some pretty fucking heinous things. And he's got a whole new set of intruders who are there to start shit again. Only this time, they're after something completely different. And I sort of joke here, you know, but Stephen Lang is actually pretty great in the film. He's really good as his character. And he really commits to the role like he did the first one. It's it's kind of a movie that leaves you morally ambiguous to whom you should root for because everybody's a piece of fucking shit. It's like you don't it's, it's kind of unique that they do that, but you just don't know who the fucking root for. And there's not that, oh, he's a good guy now kind of, you know, set up or anything like that. So you're just like, who the fuck am I rooting for? There's a lot of mayhem on the screen, but it's like you're just having this internal battle while you're watching it, in my opinion. I did like the twist in this movie, which while you may not completely solve the second one right away, you will definitely smell what The Rock is cooking for the first one and then catch up soon enough after that. Still, it is 
definitely a suspenseful ride that, you know, with the twist, make it a better film, I think, overall, that does something completely different that I haven't seen in another movie before, which is kind of cool. But again, I feel like this moral ambiguity leaves the viewer at a crossroads of moral or ethical choices as to what the fuck they're rooting for, um, which is kind of interesting, though, because that's kind of what they intended to do for this movie. I don't know. It just puts a, a viewer in a weird predicament that I could see either making someone like this film or not. So that really could split the crowd right there. Mm-hmm. Again, the acting is pretty good here. So, you know, obviously Lang is number one here. The little girl that's in this movie who is by his side is really good at this role, too. She's she, really good. She's I mean, for her age and her to be able to pull off two dynamics which is innocent and also strong and everything like that. And to really kind of like nail it is pretty awesome. And I think she did a really good job here. I think she's got an excellent career ahead of her, hopefully. Um, I also think, you know, some of the bad guys that are in here are pretty decent and unsettling. I felt grossed out by the one Sexton, the third or whatever. And then you realize why you're feeling grossed out naturally, but then they kind of like change it on you. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's not, but then you find out he still is. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, man, my emotions are all over the place. But regardless, did this movie pack the punch that the first did? I'd say yes and no. Like, there's some things that they do in this movie that is just, like, dark and fucked up, but there's also some things that are done in this movie that are also kind of cool and unique and different, and I, I kind of, like, have a little bit of both in there. Um, you know, obviously, it's a little unrealistic territory when you have to, you know, keep an old man who's, you know, comes back to life all the fucking time mm-hmm. to fucking basically, like, kill a bunch of fucking robbers who can't kill a blind man because he's so fucking, like, he's like Daredevil or something, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it is a little bit fucking, you know, weird to and to root for a blind rapist who avoids <laughs> some of the weirdest, wildest fucking situation a blind person could ever be put in, by the way. But, you know, it does it somehow, and it kind of makes it fun, so you have to loosen your, you know suspension of disbelief up a little bit you know let it suspend it a little bit and just kind of have fun with it a little bit uh i think he dispatches people in this one pretty gory and it is kind of it kind of feels good in a way because they're but again it's it's a weird feeling i can't explain it because you have to watch it to really know what i'm talking about um so context away from it but i don't know this one didn't take me places that i was hoping we would go like there's some kind of memorable things that they do in the movie that involve like animals and stuff. But other than that, like the kills just didn't feel as glorious as I was hoping. That makes sense. You know, like I wanted to see more of kind of how I did in the first film a little bit or don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is suspense there, though. So you will be kind of like kind of wondering what's going on with at least one of the characters. But I don't think it's as good as the first movie, but I find it interesting how they mix things up and gave us new twists in cinema that I've never experienced before and put me in a kind of uh, that predicament. The new characters that shift our emotions while also not excelling at the action bits and kills. That is really all it could have done to balance it out for me is just just extra kills or made them stand out a little bit more. But not a whole lot stands out in that department, so I'd have to give it a mark down from that. But I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, I like the first one better. I think. Right. It, I think it's 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 scarier, and I think it's 
they didn't, you know, they kind of took away part of that in this movie. So it kind of, it, it just, it's weird. I, and, and it's hard but, because like they do something so different in this movie that I have to applaud it. But in the same regard, they don't beef up all the other parts. So uh-huh. what about you? Well, first of all, the dogs in this movie were amazing, amazing actors, those dogs. Right. Except they weren't that scary because I kept seeing them smiling because it looked like they were playing. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm a little conflicted. It's because, like, I like the story mm-hmm. and, like, the concept all overall, like you were saying. I thought it had good gore and it was, like, thrilling and stuff. Sure. But I feel like they uh, they took a different story and they just molded it to fit the first movie by putting the blind man in there. Right. That's really what it felt like. And that, like, if this was just a movie on its own and it was just some guy and not, like, the blind guy, da, 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 oh, it would have been an amazing movie. But since it's like, we already know that there's a blind guy and people are going to come into the house because they already did that. They did that in the first movie. Well, even it, though he hunted, he had to hunt them down and stuff. Like, I don't want to say too much, but it's just really hard to feel for a guy who did the things that he did in the first movie. Well, I'm not saying I feel for him. I'm saying it's the same concept almost as the first movie. It's just mm-hmm. they put a different story in there. That's all. Okay. The moral uh, conflicts and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense because that was in there. I mean, but if they just had some guy who just, you know, I won't spoil anything. Like, it would have been so much more different and I think it would have been better. Hmm. Okay, I don't know if I agree with you there, but, but I, think I think it still belongs I, to this story. I don't. I think it's I a, don't. I think the story should have. Well, it did more center on the girl, but they sh- really should have. If it wasn't related to the first, don't breathe, and if they would have just centered it around the girl. Well, they certainly it didn't bridge the sense. gap between the two. We didn't know if it was a prequel or what. You know, like yeah, and I thought he died. I forgot. You well, that's know? the thing; they didn't even explain how he lived. Yeah, like, how that's he a got terrible through start. it, and yeah. it's a different fucking house. Like, what is it, a different area? Like, where did he go? Like, I know. Yeah, it's they... a very confusing. Like, how did but he get this house? That's why I'm saying like... it, they took another story that was written for something else, and they just molded it to attempt to fit it. It's to written the by the same movie. people, so I don't. I just don't buy yeah, that. Yeah, but well, I'm thinking they had another story in the back, and they just took that story about no. a girl being kidnapped. I disagree. And then. Put Put it to this. That's no. what I think. Because I heard them talk about it, and they definitely did not. They said that they were trying to do something completely different. They molded a different story, a great story. It was a great story, mm-hmm. but since they had to relate it to the first story, okay, it it did it. it in my mind, it didn't work out. Okay, it didn't make it as good. That's fine. Does You're that make fine. more sense? Yeah, I just completely disagree. Okay, that's fine. I don't agree with that angle at all. I was up with you. I was agreeing with you up until that point. I don't feel like this was another story that they grabbed and it just slammed into I here. feel like if they would have used another guy except, you know, besides the blind man, it would have been a better movie. Mm, okay. You know, oh, never mind. Anyway, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not as good as the first one. The first one's way better. I think the fact that the guy is scary as fuck and what he does is like just creepy and scary and you want to see him die and all this other stuff adds to the tension. The They do a really a lot of really cool things in this movie that are tensing, uh, tense, but it's just, like I said, it's confusing. You know, once you're, you don't know where to put your emotions or where to lay them. Um, it's confusing because you're trying, and then you're trying to relate it to the the guy you met in the first movie, right? And you can't. It's it's hard to separate the two. Uh, but you know, we do have some trivia that will help you answer to that might answer some of those questions for us. Um, but yeah, that's my initial thoughts before I even looked into that. Is that it just didn't feel as good? I mean, a lot of people were saying it was just as good, just different. 
I, I feel like it's a step down in some ways, but I wouldn't mind them putting it like I they can make another sequel if they tried to, if they wanted well, to. Yeah, obviously. You know, obviously, for, if they know. can bring him back from the first one, they could from this one. So it doesn't really matter. He's Jason now. He's Jason. Yeah, exactly. Like this isn't a whole thing of its own now. Yeah. He's a Jason looking for a daughter to raise. Right. <laughs> he's going to make a baby <laughs> and he doesn't care how <laughs> he's going to live in the back of Walmart and like have <laughs> in an RV. some fucking like fucking in vitro in, in utero process in the back like oh, where, that's gross. like he doesn't know how he does it he's just you know he's just that good you know like that's the kind of blind man that he is <laughs> he creates a like amusement park with a with his hands <laughs> just stuff that you can't it just it kind of has gotten that it feels like it would just go very john wicky yeah uh if they did another sequel like totally i loved i love stephen lang in this character but it just you know after seeing the first movie, they kind of set some things in stone that I just think you can't rearrange. You can't explain your way out I, of I it. admire their fucking craft because they came up with a way, and it's surprising, and you may or may not like that. That's all I got to say. But we do have some trivia. If you don't want anything spoiled, you can go down to the timestamps down below, skip to the next movie to hear our spoiler-free review of Old. But if you don't want anything spoiled for Don't Breathe 2, here is your warning. All right, so I found some information on this, and I thought it was kind of interesting. And these, the, a lot of the stuff that I found was in interviews and things like that, because the trivia that I found on INDB was garbage, like pure hot garbage. I saw an interview that he had, and Stephen Lang isn't—he isn't a big fan of horror movies whatsoever. He says that it scares the shit out of him, and he won't watch them, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he does such a good villain. You know, right? And it's like I'm I'm guessing he's just pulling it from some weird dark place within himself, mm-hmm. you know, because he's like he really gets into character and doesn't lose character, uh, supposedly when he does his stuff. So on the YouTube channel, Jake's takes he asked Lang, you know, what horror movie great he would like to get paired up against since. You know, he doesn't watch him. He didn't really know any. He was like, I don't know. He's like, this isn't another realm of its own and compared to those guys, right? You know? He's like, I don't watch that shit, so I, I don't know. It scares me, and I don't know. But he's like, you know, I am friends with Tobin Bell, so maybe Jigsaw? And I was like, you know what? Actually, the two of them... Yeah. Think about that. A blind man going up against a genius. Right. Kind of makes sense, right? Right. Like his mind is 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 more he's smarter than the other guy, but he's not as strong. Obviously, he's frail and he's you know mm-hmm. where Stephen Lang is strong as fuck, but just blind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right. And if he were to navigate through traps and shit like that, that would be kind of cool, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. But my choice, if I had to pick, would probably be Michael Myers. I feel like that would be the appropriate pair up, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. Like the two of them walking around trying to kill each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, unless you have another choice. I mean, do you think Freddy Krueger and him? Oh, God, I have no idea. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Okay, really? <laughs> sure. Okay, just you're, now you're just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, both of these movies were made in Belgrade, Serbia. By, so that street that you're seeing them at is in Serbia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, he said that there were some out... Or no, wait. I think he said that outside was in Detroit, but everything inside was in oh, Serbia. Oh, a, a set in Serbia. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. That's cool they used Detroit. 
that's where I thought that this yeah. was going on at too. Yeah, and and they didn't have to like you know fuck a baby in this one to make it happen like the Serbian film that oh, we. Oh, <laughs> that's a bad joke. <laughs> that's what it takes to make a Serbian film, though. That's what I'm saying. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's what the that's what the, the 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 plot of the other movie was. This is what it takes to make a Serbian film. Right. Okay. Fede Alvarez and Roto Segues who wrote the film and obviously he wrote actually directed it which i think he did a really good job i i think for his first time that's a pretty good uh, oh yeah totally but i'm sure he had some you know well yeah assistance. fede over his shoulder yeah probably helping him out and a he had bit. a good cinematographer obviously he had some pretty good shots in there yeah there stuff. was good shots in there yeah i don't know if they were all his own you know what i mean like that tends to happen when you first started shooting uh-huh. you kind of borrow other shots that you think are cool from other movies that you like you know what i mean and you come up with your own little thing but that said they said that this was more of an experiment for a movie for the idea to happen where he is a bad guy that steals this little girl who just so happens to be from a fucking you know meth head fucking family who are trying to kill her which we find out that they're trying to steal her heart which is just that's fucking dark dude right um but he said it's 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 more of an experiment rather than a redemption movie. Mm-hmm. So he's not what they were what they're saying is that they weren't trying to make you feel like, hey, he's a good guy. Give him a chance. They were just trying to put you into that position to be able to make that choice for yourself mm-hmm. and see what would happen. So that's why I say they thought this out. This wasn't just some side script that they had and they thought would be a good idea because of that. You know what I mean? Right. They, they really genuinely wanted to try something different. And I, and I believe it because Fede seems to have that kind of mindset, you know, when it comes to that kind of shit. The main thing that they wanted is to just to, this film to be different than anyone ever expected because they really wanted to come in from a different angle this time. And yeah, I mean, it's similar. Someone breaks into their house and all this other shit, but you know, like they still do something completely different that's never been done in the genre, in any genre that I know of. Do you? No. I mean, I guess there's other movies that are kind of similar like that, but not exactly. Right. Um. And we have some anti-heroes out there where they're not exactly good guys, you know, that save people. I've seen shows and movies and stuff like with that. But he he really crossed the line there by raping a bunch of them, you know, in the first one and like trying to like put his semen inside of them. Well, the only hero in this movie is the girl. Right. That's why she goes by Phoenix. Yeah. Because she rises from the ashes. Which no little girl's ever going to know what the fuck that means. That's the name of the dog. That's oh, is why. that what it is? Okay. Yes, that was the name of the dog. So that's why she took that name because she knew what it meant. Okay. So Madeline Grace, who played that girl, said she was actually able to do some of her own stunts, including the one where she was in the water. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. She said that was her most fun time on set was <laughs> to do that. She said that the water was actually 95 degrees. They heated oh. it up so she was like in a hot tub, she said. Oh, that's good. She said it wasn't that bad. And then when she fell out, that, that was really her. And Oh, that's cool. They trusted her enough to be able to do that. And, you know. Uh-huh. And she's not a, she said that a lot of a lot of people get like claustrophobic in those kind of situations. Right. Because they're in them for so long. It's like hours at a time. Mm-hmm. She just thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I was all on board, you know. She's like, I didn't need to do everything, but I got to do some fun things. That's cool. And I wasn't expecting the water to be one of them, so... That's cool. You know, because she could drown. I don't know. Like, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia. I just thought that was some of the interesting stuff that I find. You know, I'm sure years down the road we'll find out more right. stuff or if they have extras on the 
discs, which I haven't, you know, mm-hmm. we basically just ran into these things. So, right. Um, do you want to talk about like everything and how we felt about this film and kind of like go over? I don't want to go over every single scene or anything like that, but we'll pick a few scenes that we like and then kind of just talk about the overall vibe of the fact that, you know, like I like here's an example. When we first meet the guy who we don't know who he is, who finds her in the bathroom Ugh. and he's like, hey, they're beautiful. I was like, ew, ew dude, yeah, like, like, that was the most disgusting feeling. An adult male creeping on some right. you know, little kid in the bathroom and she has that streak in her hair you know the little the rogue streak yeah she's got the rogue streak and then he even touches her hair like that yeah but and it I'm was like, like creepy it was like it was really bad but, like i was uncomfortable yeah but you learn later on oh that's her biological father but still it was fucking creepy yeah you were creeped out the whole time yeah until, I was like, until, nope. until we learned it was her father and then then the other part, which I mean, maybe we should wait, but no, go for it. You know, like just the whole part where she's like, she hugs her mom and she sings her that song, Ugh. and it's like kind of uncomfortable. Like you know that she just wants to be in her fam where she belongs. She just wants to know where she belongs. She's a little kid, you know what right. I mean? She don't know. No and better. she doesn't know any better. You know, she didn't know she was getting raised by a fucking maniac yeah. who fucking tried to put his seed in every other woman with a fucking turkey right and she, did, and she didn't know that her parents says house set on fire because it was a meth lab <laughs> like right and uh they're trying to be as honest with them as possible and they even tell her oh you can leave at any point in time you want but then they manipulate her back at right because yeah. then the mom comes out and she's in a wheelchair and she's like you know sings her a song and then she's like i'm dying baby She's like, you're so beautiful. And then she they give her orange juice. And they have this, that's roofied. Yeah. And they have this conversation back and forth about what her ulterior motives were. She's like, see, I'm dying, honey. And it says the doctor that I need to get a heart, but I can only get a special kind of heart, the kind of heart that is from my own blood. And that's where you come in and can save my life. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Then you get really creeped out. That was that is a cool twist. Yeah, it's really cool. That was a really cool twist. Is it believable? Well, no. Not really. But drug addicts and meth addicts, I've been enough around them. Uh, yeah, have, they're that have, selfish. That they, they, they don't really consider rational thoughts sometimes after right. being on a drug for long periods of time. It changes you. It, it really does. It deteriorates your brain. It makes you not the person you are. It takes away everybody that you care about. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's the same, but for the most part, people I've known who have been a part of that, they just do and become someone completely different. Right. So I could kind of rationalize with them doing that. Right. Uh, But it doesn't really make sense that she's an adult and she's going to be using a child's heart. But there's like this doctor and everything. But yeah, I don't know. And you know that fucking the blind man is keeping her hostage in the beginning. Oh, yeah, because he's really controlling and he won't let her leave the house. And then finally, the, the one of his delivery people, girls, comes and then they go out. That's when the bathroom scene happens. Yeah, what's that all about? I didn't really understand what her, her character was all about. Did you? She was just a helper. She was a helper she, what? She delivered his groceries because he's blind. He can't go to the store. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> And then, well, he can do every goddamn thing else. What the fuck does he need her help for? You know what I mean? So one of the scenes I like. Besides driving a car, which I'm I'm sure in part three, he'll be fucking going down the road like fucking Rudker Hauer and fucking Blind Fury. 
He's like, hey, how you doing? So what He's is- like, doing good. I'm blind. He's like, how are you driving? I don't know. This is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, in the movie, by the way. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Blind Fury, Rucker Howard. <laughs> So what the one of the scenes that I liked was uh with so the guys had like followed the van and then the van was leaving to go back into town and they the the bad guys like blocked the the entrance to get out and she goes up there she asks, Oh you're talking about the carrier the woman that helps them get the groceries Yeah the girl with the van mm-hmm. Okay um she goes up there and she asks them to like move and then somebody like sneaks into her back seat so she like goes back to and then that I really like that scene when he, that was dark. Yeah, it was really dark with a hammer, and then he took just like a cracked hammer her to, in her head. Yeah. Oh god, that was just like. And you oh, can just horrible. see the look in her eye. Like she did a really good acting like, job what, there. Yeah, she really just. She's like, what the fuck? Like you could. She just was not there, and it was like. And then he hits her again and again and again and again. And it's like, oh my god. And then when the blind man like later on goes back to the van and like notice, it's like, oh my god, you know, that's what happened to her. He steals the the cherries that have the the bells the bells in them they're cherries but they right it's like a keychain or something on our thing Wouldn't he you? hears it blowing in the wind because the door's open and so he, he knew that that was her when she was coming all the time because he could hear the her, chimes the the keys uh, with the chime on her keys he could hear it whenever she showed up and he used that and tied it on the dog to go and find them save the girl well no he didn't tie it to the dog but he does i, I love that part where he realizes he's like oh how do we, he's like, go home. Because what happens earlier in the thing, maybe we should explain this, which was kind of a cool thing, is that the the girl's real father sends his guys to go fucking fuck this guy up. One of the first things he does, which I thought was cool, was he puts super glue all over this guy's mouth and nose. Right. The first guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm first of all, I'm thinking, how did he do that <laughs> so carefully? And wouldn't his hand be stuck to his, his face? Well, he had just super glued his wound back together. So, I mean... Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Like, how the fuck did he get it all over his face without getting stuck? Did he have gloves? I mean, he's blind, Christina. We don't know. It's ridiculous. He's but amazing. It, I know. Exactly. That's why I say he doesn't need nobody to give him groceries. Motherfucker's like daredevil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's probably got, like, bat signals that he can fucking, like, you know, sonar or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they sick the dog on him in this... this and he goes up and to the attic and tries to attack him. And then he puts the fucking this old ass bed frame with the metal, like the not a bed frame. But yeah, I guess it is bed frame, huh? The one you put on the bottom. Right. With the spring in it. And he's like holding it up and the dog's trying to attack him. And he's about to shoot it in the head. And then he decides not to and just puts it up against the wall because he's like, they don't know any better. Right. They were taught this way. Told, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like in a way he's seeing a part of himself. You know what I mean? In that, no, I've, I've read about serial killers who won't hurt animals. Really? Yeah. I, I thought that was like their testing bed before they. Well, eat. yeah, mostly, but I've I've heard the opposite too. All right. We we all know those people who hate people but love animals. Come okay, on. Okay. All right. Anyway, they burn down the place while the dog's up there when he tries to come down, and he saves the dog's life. And then the dog afterwards is like, "Won't leave him alone." And he's like, "Go home." And then he finds the, here's the chimes on the licking keys. And then that's when <laughs> he goes and has the dog go back home, put him on a leash and go back home, which I thought was kind of cool. It was a unique way to find out where they were. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I was like, how the fuck are they going to figure this out? But he would, it would take days for him to find that shit. You know what I mean? This is where we're getting into not John. him. This is where we're getting into John Wick territory no, where it's just him. out yeah. of control. Like, no, he's super blind, man. That's what I'm saying. No more groceries. You don't need them. Might as well just fucking kick a fucking rock in the air and make some chain reaction thing happen where your groceries appear on your yeah, fucking... Yeah, but how about this? He can't take the girl with him. He, the girl always has to be in his sight. He can't take well, her with, well, that's you a, know? Well, that's a really poor joke, Christina. She always has to be within his sight? Come on. That's a very bad ableist joke right there. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just want to call you out <laughs> but she always has to be near him right but yeah yeah but that what about before like what was he doing before come on it is a little i'm just trying to point out that there is no way a blind man could do half the shit he does all right it doesn't matter it's part of the story i'm not trying to give it a mark against it. i'm just trying to be funny okay <laughs> don't get upset it's okay i won't pick on the blind man right? <laughs> i like him i think he's cool for a rapist you know <laughs> I don't know what this movie's trying to tell me here. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, there was that scene where the dog goes back and he's like, how the fuck did he find us? And the dog comes walking in and goes to his dog bowl and he shoots the dog bowl. Right. Doesn't he later get bit by that dog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's like Because the blind man tells him to attack him. Yeah, because he's, he's good at dogs too. Yeah. By the way. John Wick. Yeah. He's John Wick. He's blind John Wick. Who can't get his own groceries. <laughs> well, what's another scene that you liked in there, though? I like that the guy, the Raul guy or whatever, he's like, this is not good, man. They're trying to kill a little girl. Yeah, I like that. To steal her heart. And he's like, I'm not cool with that. That's still bad. He's like, yeah, but we got no one else to cook, man. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's still wrong. And so then when they go down to fight the fucking blind man, he's like, he's like, he's like, look. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to do anything. He's like, I don't like what they're doing. They're trying to kill her. I'm going to let you go and walk away. And then he goes, he's like, there's a doorway to behind you just over your shoulder. If you want to give him directions, you know, cause he's yeah. blind. <laughs> like he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even have a cane. He could have used that as a weapon. He did have a cane. He had it when he was walking with the dog to the house. Oh, okay. Did you catch that? No, I caught it. I didn't. Yeah, he like broke a thing and he was using it as a cane. See, when Rutger Howard did Blind Fury, his cane was a sword. So it was like, you know, oh, okay. pretty cool. But he was a Vietnam veteran, just like that guy, I think, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't the blind man a Vietnam yeah, veteran? Was it Vietnam or was it Gulf? Wasn't it the Gulf Something, War? Something, I can't remember. It was the Gulf War because I remember I asked a question on Insta Stories one day. Yeah. And that was that was the fucking question was what what war was the blind, did the blind man, man yeah it was Gulf War interesting I mean uh, Vietnam was too far away now what'd you think about that way it wrapped up at the end like where the fog up the place he uses the canisters of fucking raid uh huh I liked the with the daughter was handcuffed to the mom in the wheelchair I liked the whole scene of the the mom getting shot. And then her hacking her, her off her arm. Yeah, yeah, her falling into the the empty pool, and with see that's memorable. But I mean that it's like one of the only things, right? Well, to me, like I would be like, God, that'd be really traumatic as a child. There's no way she would cut through bone like that. First of all, well, but, she yeah. took a while. Took her a while. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah, I like that part. That was kind of cool. 
I also like the part when the blind man and the, what was his name? Rayland, Roland, whatever his name was. Um, they, he finally got, the blind man finally got a hold of him. And then he was like, now you see what I see. And then he put yeah, his I fingers know. in That his, was like some Hellraiser type shit. His eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But that didn't even, I mean, it wasn't even really that good of a scene though. You know, like I've seen that before, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it makes sense. He should have said it afterwards. Movie. He should have said it during. But they oh, wanted okay. to, okay, they see. wanted you to believe that he was dead after that, so that that's why they did it that way. Right, right. If they would have done it the other way, where he like he's like, "No, you see what I see," as he's walking off. Right. Then it would have been like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he, he's uh, dead or something." I don't know. Yeah, I don't whatever. fucking know. And then I like how she ended up at the shelter. I didn't like, however, after the first roll of credits, they grow back to him and they show his hand twitching. You know, I'm a bad man because, you know, he's John Wick. Well, that was after he said he was like, I'm a bad man. I've raped. I've hurt people. And she was like, I don't care. I don't care. Yes, you do. And he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, you do. He's like, get out. Get out, you stupid cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be mean to her, you know, so she won't pay attention to (laughs) it. And then like, uh, yeah, like you said, the dog comes back, licks his hand. Yep. And you see him move. He he dies in her arms, which is traumatic as shit for that girl, who's completely confused about life. Right. Like, what the fuck do you do Her family tried to kill her, and then the only person that could save her is the guy who raped people? Like, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a complex you'd have. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, what kind of complex would you need to have for that? You know what I mean? To, like, like, who would your dating preference be? Or, like, what would you be, like, after- Well, no, you'd have to go through a lot of therapy before Right. But she seems like she just meets up with some kids, and she's, oh, let's go live the street life we're gonna go riding on a no, park it's a shelter she's living in a shelter she wanted to go to the shelter okay well the orphanage pretty much that's what it was okay and then she's probably gonna turn into annie because you know it's a hard knock life do you think they'll make a third one i hope not no i don't think it'll be as good like what are they gonna do for this one though it's like just the third one is like even more redemption or something like that you know what I mean? Like, what, what what would they do? I don't really. I don't even care. This it, that kind of pisses me off. I like again. I like the story, but it just didn't go. Yeah, good and well. Lang's great in it. Like, he's really great. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's so. a good actor. He needs to just do something else. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a pretty big role for him. You know, do westerns. You don't like horror movies. He doesn't like horror movies. He needs to do westerns. Well, this isn't exactly horror. It's just like crime. Oh well, yeah, but thriller. I mean, it was, you know, it was gory. Like. Yeah. He punched his eyes out and everybody's <laughs> heads got bashed in with hammers. I like how they, they, they made the like, you know, gray matter come out of his eyes. Like the like weird, like, mm-hmm. it looks like milky. They always like made. Right. The- like there's no way your, <laughs> your fucking pupils all mu- mu- mucky. Oh no. Milky like that. It's pretty gross. I Is mean, it? Do uh, you want me to try? Come here. No. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about though that is new this year and that is Old from 2021. The future. The year 3000. So Old is a movie that is PG-13, by the way. It's about a vacationing family that discovers the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Terrifying. So scared. Tagline. It's only a matter of time. Before what? Huh? <laughs> so this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie, of course. That If you don't know who he is, 
Uh, you probably haven't been watching movies for the past 20, 30 years, I guess. He's done Lady in the Water, Signs, The Village, The Sixth Sense, um, Glass, Split, The Last Airbender, which I actually remember watching. <laughs> he wanted to make that for his kids. Yeah, I And that. Uh, The Happening and many more. Some of the people who wrote on this, well, it's technically a screenplay by M. Night Shyamalan. He rewrote it based on the actual novel called Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederic Peters, who they did a comic book called Sandcastle. It's like a graphic novel. Oh. And M. Night Shyamalan was like really moved by it. And it, it made him kind of... Cry. Appreciate what he had in the moment. Uh-huh. So... This movie is starring Gail Garcia Bernal, who plays Guy, which <laughs> I was making fun of a little bit of the because she kept calling him Guy, mm-hmm. buddy. Okay, buddy, Guy. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I kept thinking of the Canadian, a Guy. Uh, but he was in Mozart, and he was in movies like Mozart in the Jungle, E Tu Mama Tambien, Here on Earth, Wasp Network, Emma, and more. We also have Vicky Creeps, who plays Prisa. She was in Phantom Thread, Colonia, Hannah, The Survivor, Beckett, and more. There's a lot of characters in this. I'm going to try to just go through them really quick. Mm -hmm. We also have Rufus Sewell, who was in Dark City, The Illusionist, The Night's Tale. We also have Alex Wolf, who plays Trent at the age of 15, because, you know, they're getting older. He was in The Green Knight, Hereditary. Got a really good start for this uh, whole fucking thing. He's also in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. He's pretty big actor all of a sudden, you know? Like, we also have Thomas and McKenzie, who was in Jojo Rabbit, Leave No Trace, The King, Last Night in Soho, which I really want to see oh, very bad. Oh, that just came out. In theaters, which we... God damn it. We don't do theaters. We haven't. We <laughs> haven't in a while. So I would like to see that movie really bad, actually. I've heard nothing but good stuff about the last. Like, it's really good. Uh, we also have Abby Lee, who immediately we recognized. We just weren't sure where it was from. But she's in Mad Max, Neon Demon, Dark Tower. And mostly where we know her from is from Lovecraft Country, where she was the blonde girl. The blonde racist. Yes. So if you saw that show, you would know who she is. Yeah. She has a lot of transformation, so yeah. it's uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, we also have Nikki Yamuka Bird, who plays a woman who's like has reshake. What is it called? Uh, uh, Se- seizures. Epilepsy. And, yeah, she has like epilepsy. She has grand mal seizures. But she was in Jupiter Ascending, Coriolanus, the new like remake of The Omen, by the way. Gold Digger and more. And then last but not least, oh, well, got a couple more. That's right. And then we have Ken Long, who plays Jaron. He was the husband to that woman, the seizure woman. He's been in industry, the lost TV shows, Sopranos. That's where I knew him from. Yeah, he's lost. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I recognize him too, but it's been a while. Yeah, he actually looked older. Right, yeah. (laughs) Apropos for the movie, yeah. We also have Eliza Scanlon, who is one of the littlest kids in the movie. She plays Kara. She was in Little Women, Sharp Objects. The newer Little Women, by the way, not <laughs> just to make sure oh, we're clear. Oh, not the yeah. Winona Ryder Little Woman? Yeah, no, 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 no. And uh, Baby Teeth, Fires, and a few others. Devil all the time. Then uh, we also have Aaron Pierre, who plays Mid-Size Sedan. Hong Kong, baby. Amazing name. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? 
We, I laughed. I'm sorry. I had to laugh. I think everybody. Does. It's like M. JPEG, dickhead JPEG. <laughs> you know, or you know what I'm talking right, about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was in shows, or he was in stuff like The Underground Railroad, Krypton, Britannia, and more. Kind of newer guy, but yeah, there's a lot of characters in this movie, and I didn't want to miss any because they all really kind of have a really big part in this movie to the whole story. Because this whole thing is literally just about characters. So, and like how they become friends and family and all this other shit. So, mm-hmm. this movie had a budget of $18 million and it made $90.1 million in the middle of a pandemic Pretty at the good. box office. Not bad. Right. Not bad. It was actually one of the first films to, to be doing the stuff in the pandemic, by the way. Oh. So, what did you think of it, Christina? Well, are you glad we watched this one this week? Yeah, I am. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies are kind of hit and miss with me, but I really, really like some of the movies he does, and then I really, really don't like some of the movies he does, like Lady in the Water. Don't okay. like it. Anyway. Which is surprising, because this one reminds me of that one. Are you serious? Uh, nostalgically and uh, emotionally and, and uh, family drama-wise, yes, 100%. That's weird to me. I don't get it. That's fine. Even though, like, it's not like a, the storyline isn't like an original concept, uh, I but I couldn't think of what else to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Uh, I really enjoyed it. The timeline and like the sciencey stuff was cool. Like the way they progressed in age when they were on the beach was pretty cool. Sure. Like how the, they explain it away. There's there's some errors, obviously. Right. There. I enjoyed the ending when they did go into the explanation of everything. I enjoyed the characters, like all of them together. And it was really intense when the scenes were intense. Like, I felt it like it was really intense for me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed some of the body dysmorphic dysmorphia that they were doing. Okay. And some for some of the characters, I thought it was really cool. It looked really cool. It also made me realize that I need to take more calcium. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, that would be crazy if you were to age that fast. It's okay. crazy. But, no, I really enjoyed the movie. I gave it 8 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Is there anything else that you didn't like about it or that you might... I did think it... Without spoiling it? A little bit of the drama stuff was a little like, meh, like, you know, but I just don't enjoy that stuff, so I really can't, you know. Okay. But how about you? Um, I consider this movie more of a drama thriller, science fiction drama thriller, you know, Mm -hmm. probably in that order. Right. It is horror adjacent, but it also is pretty much is what it is. It's just a movie about people getting old. Like, there's not much more to it. When you watch the trailer, you pretty much know more than you really should know. Right. Honestly, which kind of sucks a little bit because it 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 felt like there wasn't that many new surprises in the movie for me because the trailer just showed so much. And if you haven't watched the trailer for it yet and you are curious about this movie, I would just say go into it blind. Yeah, just go into it. But I'd be hard-pressed to find people who hadn't seen the trailer for it. Yeah, because they advertised the fuck out of it. Yeah, they really did. It's it's more about the characters anyway, going through this experience that helps the viewer sort of relate to their own personal experiences in life on a much more, you know, hurried or faster pace. Speaking of the characters, they are very, very likable in here. Like, I felt like they were very natural. They all, like, really float. Like, obviously, there are some troubled ones 
that when, you know, put into a situation, suddenly growing old, start to add to the pile of problems on hand, which adds to the suspense, to the suspense and the tension and the thrills, Mm -hmm. which is, in my opinion, really good storytelling, honestly, like, because you care about these characters and when they die, it's kind of like everything's falling through your hand like sand. You know, makes sense. So it's it's well acted. All the characters are very deep and open to kind of let you know and get a view of their world and their minds very early on so that you get to know them really fast. And they do this a really good way. Just helps you to have a much deeper connection with each of them, I, I think, in the end. So which I'd say, you know. Knight and the cast do very, very well here. They worked very well together. Supposedly, M. Night Shyamalan is more controlling when it comes to his vision, but not 100%. Like, he's open if you put some extra thought into it, you know? Makes sense. He is what he calls himself a hunter versus gatherer, and neither are negative connotations, by the way. Mm -hmm. He just says that's how people learn. So he's like, I'm a hunter because I go and do what I want to do. If you're a gatherer, you try to kind of learn on the fly. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And he's not one to do that very much, but he is open to doing it. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of see that, you know, like his films really kind of go the way that he wants them to be. And I think that's why they are so successful. Because I think sometimes when you get too many hands in the pot of a creative idea, it gets kind of taken away. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at anyway. Oh, that makes sense. Um, there's some funny moments in this movie. There are some sort of dire moments. There are some uncomfortable moments in this movie. You know, uh, I would say the funny moments are a little bit unintentional, but it was just like, you know, it, it is a little heavy in the drama department. So right. mentally, I mean, maybe that's just how I dealt with it, you know, whereas you just kind of like, we're like, whatever. Yeah, right. There were some moments in it that I was like paying too close attention. Why was the guy touching that girl's back and weird stuff like that? Trying to make connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to make it deeper than it was. Then it it really was. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some goofs in the movie, like plenty, Mm -hmm. like some flaws in the logic and the story. And well, yeah, is there if if you're growing old all the time, wouldn't this and this this happen? Like you kind of have to spend your disbelief because ultimately this is a story about just getting old in general and how time flies by very fast for you. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what this story is supposed to do is to help you to see the value of the people that you have in your life and work with them and spend the most amount of time that you can with them before they're gone. And that's essentially, you know, that's what this movie is about in a nutshell, I think. Right. Obviously, there's more to the movie. They do have some, like, stuff that happens by the end that kind of explains why it's happening or why these people are put in that situation, which is interesting. And I think it adds to another layer of society and and kind of what he's his messages about stuff, you know, and and how we perceive how to live longer and, and what is good for everyone versus some of us which you know is also really weird because this is a movie that was made in the middle of the pandemic and they were not intending to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. put you in this isolated sort of situation so i'd recommend checking it out it's not horror per se but it's a decent film and i think it's 
it's definitely worth a watch to those who like a thriller kind of movie a little bit with like some sentimental value. It wasn't exactly for me 100%, but I do like the twist that they had in it. What was happening? I was attentive the whole time. And there are definitely some heavy moments in suspense here. So you should get a good watching experience, even if you're not into these kind of films. I'd recommend at least checking it out, see what you think. You may be a little higher or lower on the score. I give it a 7.5, you know, out of 10. Oh, there you go. Not my personal fucking favorite movie to watch this year or anything, but it had something to it, and it was a simple story that I think anybody can kind of relate to if you're getting older. It's maybe not so much a a movie for younger people, but probably people in their 30s and 40s and on up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, this isn't like a younger person movie. No, because that perspective is not... (laughs) Isn't there yet. Yeah, you don't start thinking about shit like that until you're like in your 30s 30s, and 40s. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, would you give it? Eight. So, eight or 7.75 between the two of us. Not bad. Yeah. I uh, I would be definitely curious to see what you guys think. I honestly didn't even hear what anybody thought about either of these movies. Honestly. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I don't remember anyone saying anything about So, that. I would definitely let me know what you guys thought of these movies if you did see them or if you're interested in seeing them and why you're interested in seeing them because I would just I just like to figure out what why people think the way they do and what they like and what they don't like because I just find it fascinating why it leads somebody to watch a movie or like a movie that I don't like or do like you know what I mean like it's just interesting to me so let me know in the comment section down below what you thought of this movie or the one before uh, if you have seen it We do have some trivia on this movie. If you want to skip down to the end of the podcast talk where we're going to talk about what we're going to watch next week. Surprise, surprise. It's one old and one new one I think we're going to do, right? Sure. I think we've talked about it. You just don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you want to skip to the end of the podcast talk where we talk about what we're going to watch next week, you can skip to that now. But if you don't want anything spoiled for old, here's your warning. So, some of the trivia on this, I didn't want to go buck wild on it. There was a lot of stuff, even in IMDb, that I just wasn't interested in. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I don't know where, where people get the fucking trivia for some of this stuff. Like, it just, They make uh, it up. Yeah, that's why it's not not so good to like just right. pull from IMDb, guys. Right. Like, you really have to do your own research because, like, you know, it's it's okay to fall on once in a while for, like, old movies and stuff like that. Right. But not, not new not movies. Not new movies, no. At not, all. Not, but the entire rock formation that you see in the movie mm-hmm. is all fabricated. Really? Huh. Yep. The one where they go back in the cave uh-huh. and they're, you know, laying up against it the whole time. Was that a set? Yeah, that's a, that was a set. Oh, okay. Like, it's a real beach in a real right. tropical area. They right. shot in, like, I think it was, like, the Dominican Republic. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Um, but they actually built that entire wall up. And guess what happened when they finished? It fell? A hurricane came through. <gasps> Oh, shit. Knocked it the fuck over. And they thought start... they were done. No, oh, they weren't done. They were finished building the wall. Oh. For the meant, movie. I thought you meant filming. No. And there was no insurance for hurricanes. And there's no insurance for people in the pandemic. So it was a very big time. The very big deal for everything that they were going through at that point in time. And surprisingly, they said that nobody got COVID while they were on set. Oh, that's great. So probably because they were in Dominican Republic, just in the middle of nowhere. Not a very, I mean, I'm sure there's people that travel there, but I just, maybe it was early enough that not a lot of people had really gotten it there. Mm -hmm. So it's a little more off the beaten path than normal. So. Kearney B's from there. Is she? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or like her her mother is, I forget if it's her or her mother. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know how touristy it is though. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
one thing M. Night Shyamalan said about the movie and the whole dynamic of little kids becoming older and stuff, because that's such a big deal in this movie. You know, we got Mm -hmm. you got people who are these little kids are six years old, younger than that, like three years old, who are turning into fucking adults Adults. and shit like that and turning into their 40s and shit. And he really wanted to make the, the, the distinction that, no, 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 you're not a child's brain in a older person's body. You are a child's brain in a 40 year old's brain and how they comprehend and and understand Mm -hmm. things. So how a 40-year-old would still comprehend things a little bit differently, even though they're not, you know, they've missed all this time. Okay. That kind of makes sense towards the end. So they're faster at at, at kind of understanding things, but they're still a child at heart in some ways. And then they get distracted. (laughs) Right. Like, there was that, there was a couple scenes, we'll get into it. Yeah, Like, the the pregnancy scene is one of them. Yeah, that was, yeah. Where it really kind of, kind of gets you get into that uh, headspace but he said it was it was really hard for them to kind of like pin that down for some of the actors because it's such a very you know like how do you act like you're six in a 40 year old's body without seeming like you're you know like you're playing fucking robin williams and fucking jack right you know what i mean right. we're I about that movie yeah it's yeah. like it's like or benjamin button or whatever the fuck you want to call it right so they asked him, you know, what inspired the book to film. And he said that the book gave him the opportunity to kind of work through a lot of anxieties that he had around the of death and mm-hmm. aging and things like his parents getting older. Ugh. And so this whole movie, like he had his entire family with him. Oh, that's cool. He had his daughters. Mm-hmm. One of his daughters shot second director. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's that's actually great. done other movies, too. And he's like, you know, this movie's about families, so I wanted my family to be with me, mm-hmm. you know? And so the whole set was just like... A lot of his family. It was just a family-oriented fucking set. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying that, like, they're amazed at, like, how he works mm-hmm. and how he's able to juggle all this stuff without being a complete asshole, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so... And he, he wouldn't want to be that way in front of his kids, right? right. So he's really kind of moved into his own mm-hmm. own ways you know what right. i mean like this is truly when you get him you get him whether you're a fan of him or not and i know a lot of people really are tired of m night Shyamalan, but really guys if you wanted to be a director you should want to be someone like him where mm-hmm. he's able to do his own ideas whether you like his ideas or not at least he's able to do them mm-hmm. that's the thing that matters i so enjoyed the visit oh like, i love that movie. i loved it i love yeah, there's that a sense movie. of humor in there too yeah you know? it's great that it's kind of found footage. Well, some people were saying it was ableist a little bit. I don't think, knowing what I know of him now, I don't think that's what he was trying oh, to do. Whatever. I mean, and then he's, is it because he puts himself in his own movies? No, I think it's just something he does. I mean, you know, a that lot That doesn't bother me. I don't know why that pe- bothers people. I think, you know, yeah, it's become a thing now, but a lot of the time when when directors would do that is because they needed somebody. Yeah. It was, and they didn't want to hire yeah. anybody, so they just put him in. Right. But, you know, some people just like to kind of like be a part of the process. Yeah, it's just, his fucking movie. Like, right. of course he'd want a little side role in there. This is the first movie where he actually plays a villain. In a way. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I didn't think about that. And he actually has a lot of screen time on this one. Yeah, this is probably the, the longest most I've seen him. Yeah. He's been in other ones for a while, but yeah. Right, right. But not with like, yeah, these long, long talking parts. Mm-hmm. 
He said, uh, M. Night said uh, that the subject matter of the film in which a group of people find themselves trapped on an isolated beach dealing with the, the phenomenon mirrored, you know, the 20, the 2020 experience that we all got, which was being trapped in our homes, being very isolated, feeling like we're growing old and life is passing us by. Mm-hmm. And it's just so uncanny, like the, the sort of comparisons you could make. Right. To COVID-19 and like feeling like you're going to die and you're in quarantine. And, you know, I know I mentioned it before, but I just think it's really interesting that this idea of being stuck in a situation and not being able to leave is while watching a movie about the same fucking thing is kind of like a little too much in a way. You know what I mean? But maybe we're we're all fucking warriors now because we've... not over yet bitch yeah i know it's never gonna be over because no one gives a shit right thanks everybody (laughs) thanks for thinking of us (laughs) anyway uh so before production began m night Shyamalan screened two films for his cast to watch uh which uh were said to be big influences on the style and the tone that he wanted on this movie so the first was called walkabout from 1971 which i'm pretty sure is a australian film uh-huh. <laughs> uh I, I can't remember it it was directed by nicholas rogue and the second one was picnic at hanging rock from 1975 directed by peter weir Shyamalan described them as stories about human beings struggling against the overwhelming power of nature which you know getting okay. old is nature right drink some water <laughs> It doesn't slow it down. It helps. (laughs) Take a shower. Go take a shower. Take your vitamins. (laughs) He just thinks that it was interesting where, you know, to to compare this movie to a film that, you know, where nature becomes something mysterious, overwhelming, and almost supernatural. And those films really kind of give that vibe about it. So it's interesting that he made them watch that. I've never heard of people telling them to watch like movies to get to get a certain vibe that shows you just how serious he is about right tone did anything come up with the movie that was mentioned in the movie because the doctor kept saying no that that so weird go ahead and mention what it is and i'll tell you he kept saying um there's this movie with jack nicholson and marlon brando like he mentioned like five times this is driving me fucking crazy because i thought he would say the title he did it so i googled it yeah and the only movie they were in together was called the missouri breaks from 1976 and it was a western right and it has nothing to do with the movie by the way was it just some random movie? It might be just something that the actor grabbed onto to kind of like, because he said that he sort of struggled a little bit with the idea of this character because he was like, it was interesting to play the role because we're talking about Rufus Sewell played Charles. He said that it was interesting because it's like, even though you might think you're a good person, there might be some underlying stuff that you don't really realize about you that is very instinctual that is maybe working off a darker you know survival mechanism Mm -hmm. and his character in the movie which i pretty much said that he was dealing with like dementia right right and so he's like kills somebody in the movie and uh, like Mm -hmm. there's like all these scenes with him like holding a knife and shit like that which is and saying he was trying to break into my house and which i gotta say which was really cool one of the cool things i loved in the film is when people get cut 
their their wounds heal right. up like really quick. That was that was really cool. Yeah, because their cells they kept saying their your cells were like highly activated. Know, highly, yeah. yeah, overproducing because you know you're aging so quickly. So of course you're gonna heal fast. It makes sense. Yeah, I thought that was really crazy. Just how like they did that, and and I, I and it made it kind of like they didn't even feel the pain. It right. was so fast right. that that didn't. There's one point where the guy touches the girl's face, and she says. You know, we just spent 30 days. You just spent three days holding my face just now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just touching it one time. Yeah. And it, it was like, oh, my God. So crazy. They, they, I think they figured out that they were living. It. They aged three years every, every six, every hour. Every hour. Yeah. So three years every hour, half an hour. I forget. I, I can't remember. A, I think it was hour. Might be a half hour. I didn't write it down. There were some mistakes in the movie that they saw, like the the mid-sized sedan, mid-sized sedan, mid-sized sedan guy. He was sitting on the beach before they got there, and he was there from the night before. He would have been older. Maybe he got... No, see, I was thinking they got there right before them, because they got there, and then after they got there, the other couple came. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe you're right. But they... Because... No, because... They had been there earlier because they had already eaten breakfast and stuff. Because while they were eating breakfast, they they switched to the hotel room where the guy... Right. Isn't it? Because there was a naked girl, and I was like, oh, I better put down my notes to watch this. (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I mean... But you know what I mean? Like, He would have been older than he was, is all I'm saying. Right. Even if it was just a few hours. But he he might have been older than he was. Okay. What other thing did you think that you liked? So when they were taking out her tumor... Right? That was really weird. That was a cool, and they had to like grab her skin. He's like, the, hold it open, hold it open. And the tumor was growing so fast. They were like, oh, it's the size of a golf ball. It's the size of a cantaloupe. Yeah, he's it's like, oh, it's the size of a coconut. <laughs> like he was all excited about it. Yeah, I thought that was that was fucking crazy. What, I would have been, I would have been like, what's inside? Like, that's I a... know it's just tissue. So she thing. lived longer than she supposedly. She was like, I feel better now. Yeah. And so I was like wondering at that point in time if they were gonna like. Everybody was going to start getting better if they started removing all their problems or whatever. But I had no idea what it was going to lead by the end of the movie. Right. Because of that. I was yeah. like, okay. But then, you know, you, you, they show more and more people up on the hill. Looking. Looking at them like, you know, like. Studying Binoculars yeah. and cameras and. Something I want to mention earlier on, character-wise, development-wise, is they have this car ride with the family in a bus. And it's like the perfect tool. To open up the movie. Like, it, it's perfect to get to know the family that you're going to get to know for this whole fucking movie. Oh, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. The kid's obviously really smart. The young kid, the six-year-old, mm-hmm. he's, like, super smart, talking like an adult almost, and mm-hmm. saying words that I would not have been able to say when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clearly a really smart kid. Uh, but he makes friends with that other little kid that is at the resort that mm-hmm. they're at. And I just thought that whole exchange between those two kids was, like, the sweetest yeah, nice they were like thing. instant friends. Yeah, he was like, like I don't have any friends. That's my secret. He's like, well, you have me. I'm your friend. He's like, and then, you know, we'll, I'll tell my mom and then we can be pen pals over the thing. And then you can come over to my house and then we'll go and get a house together. And then we'll do real estate together just so that we can like be friends. Yeah, we'll have mortgages together. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And the kid's and, like, yeah, I and, like that. And then I like how he was going around asking everybody's occupation. Right. Which t- actually tied back into the end of the film. 
which is brilliant. Yeah, that I mean it's you a know? it's a quirky thing that they made work. But yeah, that's what I thought. It feels it feels a little cheap when you think about it in retrospect. Well, yeah, but... in retrospect, but at the time it was like, oh, okay, this is. But that's how we. Yeah, you're much a police saved. officer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that's so funny. You'd wonder if you like your memories would stay with you if you were growing that fast too, because you're. You yeah, know, I think so. Yeah, do you? You're, you're just not having as many memories. Because you're aging so fast. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I knew who the officer was when he came back. Right. Because they found the book in the sand that has all the people's names, like 30 people's names, who all died on the beach. See, and they were smart enough to know to keep the journal, to take it with them, to decode the note, and I wish he would have fucking decoded the note at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. He never finished. But, I yeah, but I mean. But it all worked out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was... Uh, the, you know, obviously the funny scene that we both liked. Was, the pregnancy scene. Yeah. That I loved. Okay. I loved how they had them just laying on the beach and they were like growing and they were just laying next to each other because I was like, in my head too, I was like, dude, he's probably has a major boner. Like, right. but they didn't really like allude to any of that. They just, you know, went back to the parents and then all of a sudden the kids come out of the tent and she's pregnant. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, they they had this weird conversation in the tent where right. she's like, I feel different. And I feel like, because he's got his arms around her, like they're holding each other because they're scared. Mm-hmm. And because they realize that they're getting older, more, they find out with the kids before anybody else, obviously. I mean, obviously, because you grow because, fast yeah, as a child. Their, their mass, their mass is different when they get older. So, mm-hmm. um, whereas when you get older, you kind of shrink, actually, more than anything. Right. Um. But yeah, like fucking, she's like, I feel different and weird. And then the next scene is them walking back and he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, mom, dad. And, and he's like, a, too how he's like a kept... 22 year old guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then they have no idea that they did anything wrong. They right. just, they naturally did yeah, cause it. She was even like, what? I just, I'm fat. <laughs> That's what she said. She was like, what? I just got fat because she was eating. She kept eating the pasta salad. I right. thought that was funny. And then when she actually, of course, within like like 10 minutes, she she had to give birth. Right. And I thought th- that was so, made so much sense that the baby didn't live because, you know, babies grow so fast. So, I mean, you need to be like on it. It needs to be fed. It needs like she all laid the things. like the, the lady who had the seizure was holding the baby and laid it down on the beach just for a second, mm-hmm. just so that she could clean her up and give her to. And she was and then it went silent mm-hmm. and it, it was died. and she was like, oh, it died of not being held. Right. And I guess Attention. that's like a real thing. Yeah, it really is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a real thing, though. Like, yeah. Well, I I thought the baby died. It needed to be fed, like, right then de- there, because the baby's got to be fed, like, oh, fucking, yeah. you know, consistently. Like, well, Did you notice that the food that they gave him? Because, like, M. Night Shyamalan gave him food. Right. And he was like, well, yeah, because kids grow. They're, they, they need to eat. There's plenty of extra in there just so the kids can eat. Uh-huh. But did you notice how yeah. the food was wrapped? Yeah. It was wrapped in, like, the, the almost like the... Uh, what's it called the yeah it's like foil or whatever it was like yeah a, some sort of coating to protect them from whatever was happening yeah, on the from beach the elements so right. it, will, it will stay fresh for a long time because everything was in those little fucking soil foil packet thing yeah it was weird or not foil but you know yeah 
That's interesting. Anyway, I liked it. I, I I like. I thought it was a kind of a cool thing. I don't know what I felt about the end where they you realize that the reason that they have these people and they keep bringing them down is because they're they're solving and trying to figure out what the diseases are. Now you could come up with two reasons why they're doing that: money or it's, to actually help humanity. It's always money. But that I think he's kind of making that a point in our life, right? About how much we depend on pharma. And how we don't trust them and how we're going through a pandemic. Same thing. Right. People don't trust them. You know what I mean? Right. And they're they're like killing people off just to do trust trials of, you know, to see if they can come up with a cure for this, this, this thing and that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because these people are like, let's take a moment of silence for, you know, all these people that like died. Sacrifice. And then, you know, meanwhile, the kids, the two kids that grew up to be 40 years old, 50 50 years old. 50. Yeah crazy he's like they're underwater breathing under the rock under the coral and they finally make their way out into the ocean without losing their mind Mm -hmm. because every time they try to leave it causes their pressure in their head to like Like almost like they're underwater the whole time i don't understand how you could enter and not exit they must have something blocking it's just it's probably more like along the lines of um the pressure that you would get of like going down in a submarine or whatever you know what i mean like you adjust to but the, then wouldn't you get pressure going back up maybe it's too too slow it goes too slow i don't know when you're headed back and it's too fast when you're it, going down it's just one of those things like you're saying i mean right. whatever i mean there's there's plenty of things like the guy on the beach there's they said something about why their fingernails and and hair doesn't grow but yet like everybody's right. dead bodies like deteriorate to ash yeah Yeah, it's like the baby's bones like the baby turns into bones literally like right right away and it's like and the only way that that would happen is the natural process of they don't just disappear right baby's body's like dead already in seven years and in an hour or two right that seems weird right i don't know i don't know i don't know how that works yeah i'm not a scientist but i gotta tell you we do gotta talk about one of my favorite parts was uh, the other mother, the blonde one, the pretty one, she like ran back in the cave because you know her daughter uh, went oh, up the yeah, hill and died. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And she, w- the she whole has the thing, tumor on the back. She has the yeah. For, the whole thing from the beginning is she had a calcium deficiency, so you know your bones break and you you probably get fibromyalgia and all this shit. And yeah, so she was aging. She didn't want anybody to look at her because you know she was aging. And then yeah, she had a hump on her back. Well, she and she then, she has a hump on her back, and then she grabbed a rock to kill the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, the forty year old kids, whatever. <laughs> And she holds it up, but she's not strong enough to hold it. It falls on her back and breaks her shoulder. But she's like, as it's healing. It heals so fast. She has her arm backwards because it hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. And it healed so fast that her arm was like twisted. Mm-hmm. And then she, oh man, that was a cool scene. And then she just starts running, and then her bones just start breaking, and it just keeps healing, breaking and healing, yeah, healing in these weird spots. It was so cool. That was pretty cool. It was fucking cool. I don't know how I forgot that. I don't know why. It's okay. I'm here to remind you. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, that was interesting. I was like, holy shit, dude. And she's she's a good actress. Yeah, she's a great actress. She has the face emotions and shit. Like she can bring it. Yeah, like you could tell in the very beginning that she was like hitting on everybody in that. Did you notice? Yeah. Well, that was her character. Yeah. And then the husband was like the jealous, crazy type. Yeah. Well, she's a gold digger, obviously. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a pretty decent concept. I think 7.5 is probably accurate. It's It does some things that I've never seen. 
that is cool to add in this sort of world, but I just I didn't get excited about it. Yeah. Right. Just didn't blow me away. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it was a good it was a good movie. It yeah. was just a good movie. It was a good something wrong with a seven yeah. or seven point five, by the, the way. There's not. Just because an eight to me is what I reserve for movies that really kind of buzz me up. And then nines are like way crazy. And then tens are like, oh, my God, this is made for me. Right. So. um, But yeah. So that's everything this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed our talk and discussion about it. I would love to hear what you think about all the like errors and stuff in the movie of old and or what you thought of the other movie. And these are two kind of weird movies that to watch together, really. There's, yeah, it kind of was. Because <laughs> they do uh, very different, very different things. Um, but, you know, I would love to hear what you guys think. Next week, we're going to be catch, playing catch up again. We're going to be doing Candyman, the original. We're not going to do the franchise, by the way. Just the original Candyman. Good. And then the new 2021 Candyman. Good, because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and we've been wanting to. Yeah. So I've heard that the two are connected, and uh, they don't really borrow from the other uh, other movies, I don't think. So just having these two back-to-back, I think, we'll watch. Is that okay with you, or yeah, do you want to watch something else? Yeah, I'm good with it. We're going to probably have to do a honey shot. Oh. So I'm very excited. I'm going to start looking up recipes, and we're going to do this. Right, okay. We'll have to do some tequila. Ooh, tequila and honey and something. Well, huh? no, anejo. You just get the ne- that? anejo. What's that? It's just honey tequila. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's all we need? Well, I mean, yeah, we could do something <laughs> we'll else. We'll figure something we'll out. figure it out, yeah. So, guys, next week, Candyman, the first one, and the new Candyman. We're going to watch them back to back. So, if you haven't caught those and watched them yet, or if you did and you're curious about what we thought, or, you know, there's still kind of a lot of people that haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, we're probably just one of the very few you know in the smaller portion that's okay (laughs) we're doing it for us fuck you guys we didn't have time there was other movies that we needed to watch i wanted to do them for the podcast but we had a lot of shit going on that we had to finish and it just wasn't working so there you go but yeah guys thanks so much for coming by this week we hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next week for a brand new episode as always long live the void